Welcome to Cover the Weekend, a sports betting podcast powered by Parlay Media. Welcome, friends, and thanks again for joining me, Tommy Lorenzo, on another episode of the Cover the Weekend podcast. On this week's podcast, we're going to go, obviously, over week one of college football, which is here. Week zero happened last week, and I'll, I'll have a quick recap of week zero, but that's in the past. But I do want to touch on a, an important betting stat that happened in week zero in college football. Uh, on top of week one selections, talk about uh, how I and many others really missed out on the Utah-Florida game, or at least parts of that game, uh, which was pretty uh, pretty rotten. Um, so we'll also have a Major League Baseball pick for Friday. And, of course, college football plays uh, for Week 1. Really excited that uh, college football is rolling along now. Um, had some uh, good games last night. Nebraska, uh, Nebraska and Minnesota. Sloppy game, but a tight game. Exciting at the end for sure. And, of course, the Utah game at home against Florida. That was a uh, play on the um, on the VegasParlay.com. Did a write-up about it. And luckily, it went according to plan. Utah covered pretty easily. A little late run from Florida there. But uh, like I mentioned on the post on the uh, website, a little too much uh, for Florida to overcome uh, as what I thought uh, going into Utah in Game 1 of uh, their season. Anyhow, let's get going with uh, everything uh, covering the weekend. Quick recap of quick uh, week zero before we go into that. Interesting betting stat that came about those games in week zero, where the podcast plays when 3-0 and in college football, 1-0 and on MLB. Not all weeks are going to be like that, but I'll take it. And I know a lot of you were getting back at me on Twitter about the plays you made uh, and went along with that you heard here on the podcast. So that uh, makes me uh, very happy, and I hope uh, some of you made money off of those plays. Now, week zero observations, real quick, before we go on into the weekend. Uh, And I tweeted something about this. Teams with a higher betting handle, which basically means more money bet on them, um, against the spread last Saturday on week zero, one in six, 14%. So if you took the teams that had all the money on them, um, you weren't going to cash many tickets. The sportsbooks won big uh, on Saturday. The only team that had a lot of money on them or more money on them and ended up covering was Notre Dame. Uh, UTEP had 52% of the money, didn't cover. New Mexico State, 59% of the money as a favorite. They lost outright. Ohio had nearly 70% of the money going into uh, San Diego State down in Snapdragon Stadium. Uh, they did not cover, and they lost that game. Vandy had 67% of the money. Hawaii covered against them. Uh, Louisiana Tech in the Degenerate Special Saturday night in that ugly game against FIU, 59% of the money. They did not cover that game. And the Trojans of USC had 89% of the money on them covering that big spread, but San Jose's offense did enough uh, to keep that game close enough to cover. So uh, one in six, and the sportsbooks... uh, made made some cash. Something to look at as you handicap college football is the betting splits. You can go on Google and just punch in simply college football betting uh, splits and you'll find some information as to where the money's going. And again, don't get confused as to the amount of tickets being bet to the amount of money. Just focus on the money being bet because sometimes those numbers can be 
kind of um, confusing. Just stick to the handle, the amount of money being bet on a team. And sometimes that gives you an indication of what the sportsbook needs. And um, many times it ends up going the right way for the sportsbook. Not always. Don't let that be the end-all, be-all. But that could be a, a, a nice little toolkit or nice little tool in your toolkit when you're handicapping college football. Before diving into week one of college football, where I have uh, several uh, plays to share with you, I'll look at an MLB play. Um, Last week's podcast, the Diamondbacks run line came in at plus money. Wild game, got lucky, but, you know, we'll take it. I always try to find value when uh, giving out a selection for Major League Baseball. And uh, this is some uh, scary stuff here, but I think the Oakland A's, scary stuff meaning betting on the A's, are live Friday night at home. Uh, there, you can find a bit. I, I saw my, uh, plus one thirty six. That, that line may move a little bit, but there's going to still going to be plus money versus the visiting Angels. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, these teams are almost mirror images from a hitting standpoint, uh, especially now given that um, you know the Angels have kind of cleaned house and it's really much a Triple A team except for uh, Shohei. Uh, I'm I'm going more with a starter. Um, lefty JP Sears in this game more than anything in terms of why I'm leaning towards the A's. Uh, again, the Angels dumped a bunch of players, and uh, the starter, JP Sears, uh, swinging strike rate remains very strong. He's going up in, against an Angels pitcher and lefty uh, Patrick Sandoval, who is struggling with his command lately and has been pretty bad on the road. Um, he's also thrown 100 plus pitches in his last two consecutive starts. The last time Sandoval did that, early on in the season, he ended up allowing 10 runs over 10 innings in his next two starts. Uh, so there's plenty of red flags there with Sandoval. And I like the A's here at plus 135, plus 140 if you can find it. Uh, Friday night in Oakland. Take the Oakland A's as an underdog play in Major League Baseball. Let's try to build the bankroll on Friday for college football on Saturday, which we'll roll into next. Saturday, September 2nd, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Yulman Stadium in beautiful New Orleans, Louisiana. It's South Alabama visiting Tulane. Tulane is a six-and-a-half point favorite for this uh, non-conference home matchup. What I like about South Alabama is their defense. They have nine returning starters on defense, and I think they could give the Tulane offense, who's very good, still good, uh, some trouble here. Not shut them down completely, but play Tulane tough enough uh, to give their offense a chance, being South Alabama, to keep things close here. South Alabama usually jumps out out of the gate um, when it comes to uh, point spread success at the beginning of the season. 7-0 record against the spread in their last seven week one games. That's another thing here uh, that I like about South Alabama. It, it seems the betting markets really don't respect them and they keep covering these week one games over a span of many years. Tulane, of course, is coming off a big bowl win over USC and a very successful 2022 campaign. And what happens when you have a suspiciously tight point spread here? Uh, All of the money has come in on Tulane, uh, with the Green Wave getting nearly 75% of the money here. The sportsbooks are going to need South Alabama, and so will I, because I'm taking them at plus 6.5%. Versus Tulane, I think South Alabama can hang in here. Putting a little on the money line, I don't think is out of the question either. Uh, But I think South Alabama is a very good team. And the point spread reflects it. And Tulane's getting all of the money here. So 
Let's go Saturday, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, South Alabama, plus 6.5. If this line moves up to plus 7, all the better. I don't think it will, but if it does, all the better for us. South Alabama, plus 6.5. Okay, staying with Saturday morning matchups, 9 a.m. Pacific in West Lafayette, Indiana. Fresno State versus Purdue. The line is Purdue, minus 3.5. The first half line is Purdue, minus 2.5. And that's what I'll be looking at in this matchup is the first half uh, point spread. This line opened up at Purdue minus 6.5 for the game. This was uh, you know, a couple months ago in the summer. Gradually, it's, it's clicked its way down to minus 3.5. So uh, I don't know if that's respect for Fresno State. I think it's lack of respect for Purdue. There's been some reports that Purdue will be down this year and that they're going to rebuild uh, with a new offense and a new coach. Um, that is now manning the sidelines there uh, at Purdue. I think it's important to note that kickoff for this game is at 9 a.m. Pacific time, which is an early start for the West Coast team here, being the Fresno State Bulldogs. may take Fresno State a bit to wake up, uh, not only due to the start time being early in the morning, but also because this is a revamped offense. Um, Jake Hayner's gone. He's in the NFL now. Fresno State is downgraded at QB, in my opinion. And I think Purdue, with their new defensive-minded coach, Ryan Walters, uh, matches up well with Fresno State here. I think it's also important to note that last season, uh, Fresno State, with their head coach, Jeff Tetford, who was very good here, a very good coach, I should say, and it's a reason I'm looking at the first half here more so than the entire game. Um, Fresno State found themselves as road underdogs three times last season. They only covered one, uh, one out of those three games as road underdogs. Uh, I just think that the Fresno State offense will take some time to gel. I don't think it's a good spot with a 9 a.m. kickoff on their internal clock. Heading to Purdue, uh, new coach. I think Purdue's defense will be up to the test against a Fresno State offense that, frankly, I think is going to take a step back this year. So uh, with all that said, I do like Purdue in this game. Purdue minus 2.5 first half on Saturday morning. If that game spread gets down to three, because it's at three and a half now, I think that's also worth a play. But for the official podcast play, we'll go with Purdue, first half, minus two and a half. There's a few other games in college I'm going to share with you that I like, two or three more. Before I do that, though, the screwy situation with Spectrum cable, I guess you'll call it. Um, they do Wi-Fi or they, they, you know, they do internet stuff. But I get home and... You know, I do have action on Utah, and obviously that's a game that I gave out on the website, thevegasparlay.com, if you can check that out if you haven't. Uh, I I gave the Utah game out and broke it down uh, with them uh, being my selection to win and to cover. And congrats to those who uh, rode along with Utah on Thursday night. But this is first world problems, I get that, but what the heck's going on, man? You know, I get home... Can't see Utah. I know a lot of you are in the same boat as well. I just don't like when people or entities don't hold up their end of the deal. I know it's business between ESPN and Spectrum, uh, but uh, I pay my bill. I know all of you guys do uh, on time. I couldn't even get ESPN on the app because it's connected to Spectrum Wi-Fi. So that created a problem with looking at an alternative i ended up finding a feed on youtube and thank goodness whoever that person was who uh, put that feed up on youtube i was able to uh, catch uh, the second half of that game missed most of the first half um but anyhow um 
it's pretty ridiculous. Going into this weekend, a bunch of games on ESPN. I don't know if this is going to get fixed this weekend. I doubt it. So I'll have to look at alternatives again. I got some neighbors that I may be um, telling them I'm going to order pizza if uh, they can host some uh, college football uh, this weekend. We'll see. Obviously, the the Fox Sports games and what other other non-ESPN networks that have football, that's not going to be a problem. But it's just a shame. Um, I know a lot of people on Twitter were not happy about it. Need to get their act together. Um, I know some people said YouTube TV is an option. I'm actually going to look into that. Uh, to see because you know this is this is not cool especially for for us that enjoy this hobby or just people who like college football in general this week and they're going to get shut out of um, a bunch of really good games so hopefully that gets straightened out that's my rant on the whole spectrum espn thing hopefully they get their acts together and um, you know we're all able to watch those of us who have spectrum get to watch college football this weekend moving along now to a few other week one uh, college football plays i'd like to share with you Liberty minus nine and a half. They're at home versus Bowling Green. This line actually moved uh, because of some money that came in on Bowling Green. It was over 10. Um, it was at 10, and now it's down to nine and a half, which is good if you're on Liberty's uh, side here. Bowling Green is just not a good team. They've lost uh, seven straight road openers, and I think Liberty is the play here, especially with that number getting under 10. So I'll quickly run through a couple. This is the first one here. I like Liberty. The favorite here at minus nine and a half. New Mexico is catching 39 points at Texas A&M. I like New Mexico to cover here. It's a really big spread. Of course, Texas A&M is going to win. They're going to win big. But I think 40 points is a little too much. I think Texas A&M aren't going to throw the kitchen sink at New Mexico once a lead is established, a good lead. And I think New Mexico has enough on offense, believe it or not. I know many people have New Mexico as maybe one of the 10 worst teams in college football and for good reason but I think they'll they'll improve this year I talked about it in a prior podcast I think they'll surprise a little bit in the Mountain West and I think in this game here their uh, improved offense with their new quarterback new offensive coordinator will be able to do something uh, not to keep this thing close but to cover the spread I like New Mexico catching a big number at Texas A&M the number I saw was uh, New Mexico plus 39 uh, even at 38 uh, that that's a good play in my opinion. Okay, moving on to Sunday as we continue to cover the weekend. Oregon State minus 16 and a half is another play that I'll be on. Uh, this is, I think, um, a spot that San Jose State may, may find trouble. Uh, their offense did well versus USC in week zero, but now they're going to face a real defense. Oregon State has a strong defense. I think Oregon State's going to be very ready uh, for this game on Saturday. Much improved team. I think Oregon State will challenge um, in the Pac-12 this year. I think they're that good. Oregon State's fully cranked on both sides of the ball. I think they make a statement in Silicon Valley this week, and they're going to score plenty. And I think defensively, they're going to do um, do well. Against the San Jose State offense, it's not bad, but I just think this, this doesn't set up well for the Spartans. I like Oregon State minus 16 and a half on Sunday in college football. That's it. I hope all of you enjoy the holiday weekend and that you can catch some football. Those of you that have Spectrum like me, let's figure something out. Let's go on YouTube, um, see if there's any feeds, go to a neighbor's house or you know maybe go down to the local sports bar and catch uh, the college football. Anyhow, 
Good luck with the plays, everyone. May all your bets be winning ones, and we'll catch you next week on the Cover the Weekend podcast. Thanks again.